What we hope to do in everything that we're doing is have a meaningful impact. So if we're going to do something, let's make it meaningful. If I'm meeting an advisor for the first time, and if I put myself in their position, they've got to feel comfortable to put me in front of their client. And, and if they don't, you know, the partnerships never go work. And where we add the most value is when we can sit down with our partner advisors and their top clients and together come up with solutions. Welcome to the Next Level Advisor. On this week's episode, Jason sits down with the founders of Insurance Planning Advisors to discuss the factors that influence the four of them to form an independent firm, covering everything from core values to work philosophy. Enjoy! Getting together in this episode of the Next Level Advisor, I got a group of people here that really have spent the better part of their professional lives taking advisors to the next level. And so this is a really, really, I think, great group of people to to bring together. I'm incredibly excited. I know all the team at Pinnacle is incredibly excited to have this partnership built and together and, and, and working with these guys. So what we have today and who we have today is insurance planning advisors. And James Henley, Scott Meadows, Chad Thacker, and Michael Cianci, I can tell you on behalf of me, the entire executive team at Pinnacle, all the, the staff at Pinnacle, we are just incredibly excited to have you guys as part of the group and part of the team. And you know, I, I know that there's going to be a lot to talk about. I really want to kind of dig into how we got to this place and what brought you guys here. So here here's what I'll say. Number one, for us to support financial institutions, to deliver this type of resource and this type of relationship in the financial institution space really is incredibly exciting, as I mentioned earlier. And I think it's important for everybody to know or learn a little bit about who these guys are and how they work in support of the financial advisors that, that work with Pinnacle and the institutions that work with the Pinnacle Group and really what it is they do to take advisors to the next level. Because I think this is key, right? This is a key part of the discussion. We call this this uh, podcast the Next Level Advisor. And like I said, these are guys that take advisors to the next level. But let's talk about really the beginnings of IPA. And maybe because my conversation started with James, gosh, about, I don't know, 18 months ago as he was thinking about this. James, what's the reasons why this group came together as a partnership and, and give us a, the background on the formation of IPA. Sure. There's so many reasons, you know, probably 25 of them, you know, so that would take all day to list them all, but you know, maybe just go through a couple of the main ones. You know, we all wanted to, to have a process and infrastructure to, to, to partner and continue to partner no matter where our financial advisors were in terms of location or channel, you know, either if they were in the wirehouse, the IBD space, RIA space, we want to make sure we can partner with them, not only where they're at from a channel-specific standpoint in their business, but also where they're at geographically. We want to make sure if they moved around, uh, we were able to still work with them. So that was important. We wanted to build and build and, and, and shape an entity and, and really call it our own. We want to grow with our financial advisors. As they grow and they add it to members, we also wanted to add some team members and add some what we consider kind of best of breed consultants to grow our team. Um, and then finally, I think we just wanted to you know, really wake up 20 years from now, look back and be proud of, of what we built. You know, when you look at, number one, the importance of, of putting something like this together and the culture, right, the camaraderie amongst the group, I can tell you that that's the one thing that immediately um, makes this a a a fantastic partnership for, for me, from my perspective. Whenever we're on a call like this, whenever we're together, it's the engagement, it's the humor, it's everything. Like, you know, I can look at the four of you and say, 
you know, we as a leadership team want to do this with you guys for the next 20 years, right? That's the whole idea. And it seems like that has been kind of woven into partnerships with you guys as, you know, where you were at your previous firm and then moving over and setting this thing up, partner with us. Mike Sancy, maybe you speak a little bit about that too. You know, I think you spent basically, you know, the majority of your career in that one place. And these guys here, James and Scott and Chad and how you guys, maybe Mike, give me, how did you guys even come together? I mean, what's the, how did that, how did that evolve? And tell me a little bit about your relationships with your partners. Yeah, Jason. I mean, I've known these guys for, uh, at a minimum, right? At a minimum, I would say Chad and James go back the furthest, 16, 17 years, and then Scott over 10. And, you know, when you work with people for a long period of time, you understand their values. Um, you understand what they're looking to do and what, they're kind of, what, your, what your goals are. And uh, you realize that a lot of their goals and a lot of their motivations are the same as yours. Right, and it brings you together. It almost builds a not even a friendship, but more of a family situation. Right, even though these guys are all over the country, I can pick up the phone and call any one of them and talk to them. And now with technology and Zoom, see them, see their families, um, talk to them, talk to their kids, their spouses. Looking forward to traveling together with these guys more and more. And and and, and that's really the biggest thing I think is is just the the friendship, the values their work ethic and their motivations to be successful um, all match with mine. Yeah. It couldn't be better said. I, you know, I think about that a lot and everybody's personality here is different, but it is, there's a, you know, there's a conversation here where really, and I'll ask Scott this, like common thread, right? What's a, like you look at the common thread between all of you guys, what would you say, Scott, is the most common thread between each of you? And then we'll get into, because I, I want to get into some of the specifics too about how you work with advisors, the process behind advisors, the success you've seen. But I think it's really important to start with the foundation, right? The reason you guys came together and what you provide, there is a common thread there. And I think you probably all, maybe it, it might be different too for each of you. You might have a different thought process. But Scott, what are your thoughts there around the, what's a, what's a common thread amongst you guys, really, that you bring to the marketplace? and you bring to the financial advisor to help them in the practice. I think Mike hit on it already. It's it's really professionally speaking, it's our values. I think we're all we're all very much focused on what we do, delivering the absolute best at at whatever situation we're in, whether it's professional uh, professionally with financial advisors, whether it's personally with our families, but you know, I think the the hard work attitude, um, just good ethics, a desire to do well, to to treat people the right way. And, uh, you know, personally, you know, we're all, we're all very proud of, you know, our families, you know, all being married with children. Uh, what, what I think we, we value the most uh, when, when looking at ourselves, both personally and professionally, I just think there's a lot of slim, uh, similarities between the four of us that, you know, as Mike said, we're, we're spread out, but we very much feel, uh, I think, very close knit, uh, whether we're physically in person or not. But I just think, you know, we're all, we're all on the same page. You know, I was telling, I just, prior to hopping on this discussion, I was on a, on a call with one of our broker dealer partners, Genios Wealth Management is out in Colorado. And, and I was on with their CEO, Ryan Diacek and Austin Gross, who's one of their executives and was talking about really that, that very thing, Scott, you're talking about family. And, and, you know, I think that's one of the things probably too, you guys noticed immediately from a cultural perspective, how we engage as a how pinnacle, you know, our, our culture and how it in, interacts with yours. Those priorities are tough, especially in this environment. We're doing this. It's virtual. 
I mean, you know, there's basically every day it's three o'clock in the afternoon. And I realize that, you know, I've had a banana in the breakfast bar. I haven't even eaten lunch because you're just, you're plowing through it. Sometimes, you know, if you're surrounded by people, at least I've noticed this, that have kind of similar priorities, you know, you can be, you can be sent back into the right pathway, right? There are a lot of times our priorities can get out of whack. And so being surrounded by a group of people that has the same focus, the same priorities, the family focus, the family foundation, you know, I think that's really, really important. So, so Chad, here's one of the things I'll put to you is we talk about the foundation and really kind of who you guys are. I think it's really important for, for most everybody to hear that, you know, James gave a little bit of the vision about the firm, but I got a little bit of a, maybe an off the beaten path question here to ask you, what keeps you in this industry? Because, you know, I, I remember when I first got into the third party distribution space and I can remember my first engagement with a wirehouse rep. I went up to Atlanta with a guy named Denny Axman and Denny is a, is like an, I mean, unbelievable uh, guy, like an uncle to me in the advanced market space. He's been in Prudential for almost 45 years and, you know, was a great mentor to me and, and taught me a lot. And I remember I thought so highly of Denny and I remember walking into a wirehouse and the response to the insurance guy, I was so kind of taken aback by that, not having seen it. It takes a certain level of engagement and a certain level of focus to stay the course in that space because what we do is is somewhat counterintuitive to what our customer base or our partner base they do and i think i think sometimes it's it's interesting to think about well what is it that because in other words an easier pathway in this is to go try to help people that already sell insurance sell insurance right but no instead we decided we're going to swim upstream and deal with financial advisors who typically don't. But what is it, Chad, what is it that drives you? What keeps you in this industry? Yeah, so 15, 16 years ago, I came out of out of teaching. And so, you know, the, the pitch for me then was, you know, the guy that was recruiting me to bring me over said, look, you, you can make an impact in what you're doing. You'll have independence to a large degree in what you're doing. Um, but, the, but the income piece is, is what you're missing. So initially, I think that's what drew me to the industry is the idea that, okay, maybe, you know, obviously coming from a teaching background, you're, you're making hardly any, any money at all. But what I've learned is, yeah, the money, the money's really nice, uh, in our industry, whether you're a financial advisor or whether you're, you know, a specialist point of sale consultant like myself. But the idea that we can still make a true impact in people's lives, I was having a conversation this, this morning about something that was, shown to a client and you know the insurance guy that we're competing against was just throwing stuff against the wall to try to make a sale and my point to the advisor was what we hope to do in everything that we're doing is have a meaningful impact so if we're going to do something let's make it meaningful i'm not interested in selling the cheapest i'm not in, in, interested in selling something just to sell something At, what we want to do is, is do something that's meaningful that makes an impact to the client and then you know the independent piece is just such a big thing for me personally. I, I want to be able to, you know, I've got I've got ministry you know aspirations um, down the road. I, I want to be able to focus and spend time uh, doing stuff in missions. I want to be able to do stuff for with my family. There's there's just so the independence piece is such a huge factor for me, and and really I think why so much of what I do resonates with the advisors that I work with because most of them are that independent-minded individual as well. So it, it's just the partnership that we get to create with the other folks who desire to make a true impact in people's lives and then you know have that independent peace uh, and lifestyle is just such a huge factor for me personally. 
I look at my own, you and I, Chad, you know, are like-minded in that, in that type of, uh, of thought process, right? So it's my, my life having, trying to run a business and do the things that we're doing. It's a relationship. My, my priority line goes a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with my spouse, a relationship with my children, my ministry and my career in that order, right? And it could get jumbled up from time to time. I need people to kind of pull me back. But, you know, that's, that's why it's really important that we, you know, number one, I think it's really important for the advisors out there that are listening to this to understand who, who are these people, right? Who are these people that we're going to be interacting with? And, and how, how do they think? What's their heartbeat? I think that's really important. What you, you know, a couple of things that resonated with me, Chad, is keeps you in the industry is that you want to, you want to have an impact on people's lives. You want something meaningful to happen. And, you know, that's interesting because, not only do you want something meaningful to happen for the, the advisor's client, but, but what I've gathered from you guys, and Mike, maybe you can speak to this a little bit. There's also a piece of all of you that wants to create meaningful partnerships, right? Mike and I were on a call yesterday with an advisor up in Maine, and that's a key word, right? I think that's a key word for all of you guys, which is partnership, an advisor that's looking for a partnership. And that's one of the first things we heard from this guy. But Mike, maybe speak to that. What does that mean to you to be a part? You know, that's what you're looking for is you're looking for an advisor to, that, that is looking for a partnership. So maybe explain that a little bit to the group. Yeah, Jason, the partnership side from my, from my PA insurance planning advisors, I mean, and I, I think I can speak for everybody when I say this, we know not everybody can be a part of that, right? But our goal is to find those individuals who want to, uh, grow insurance as a piece of their practice, add value to their clients, and really uh, have the same values that we have in this partnership side. And we can't partner with everybody. Uh, we have a very focused model, focused approach. Um, we probably only work with 50, 67 advisors total. And part of that partnership is you get our 100% attention. Us, our team at Pinnacle, from the case management side to the point of sale side to the advanced planning, all the way uh, to policy delivery and making sure that we provide some kind of impact for uh, each client and each advisor as, uh, as they continue to grow and we grow together. And that's the big thing is growing together, right? And holding each other accountable. Partnerships don't work if there's only one, one side of the, uh, only one side of the has accountability. Both sides need to have accountability. And we cover that right in the beginning. I think it's important, right? So Scott, you know, that's one of the things I want to ask you, Scott, is about a definition of success. What does that look like, right? In your world, if I'm an advisor out there and I'm listening to this and I'm hearing this, I'm getting a lot, right? I'm getting, what I'm getting is who you guys are personally, what your thought process is about how you work, what you believe about partnership. And, you know, but as one of the things I've come to find out about all of you guys is that's part of what you do, right? It's, a, it's that definition of success at the beginning of the engagement. I think it's, a, it's a, a really unique trait. We don't see a lot of that in our industry. Most of our industry is a hammer looking for a nail, right? We're going to try to get to the next transaction. It's not about how to build something. But Scott, tell me what that, I mean, defining success in partnership, what does that look like for you? I think to me, when I know that I've, I've reached a level of success with, with a financial advisor is when, when they are, are calling me to, to run a situation or a scenario, you know, they're looking at a client, they have an idea, they, they understand, you know, the role that a life insurance solution could play in their client's life. Uh, or, or maybe they just have a general question. But I, I think once we've earned the, the partnership, the accountability piece that, that Mike talked about, that you get calls from from your partner advisors who are just asking questions or running scenarios past you because you've earned the right 
to, to give them that, that answer or to weigh in on their decision-making process that the amount of trust and maybe hopes too big of a word that a client places with a financial advisor to know that you're the type of resource that is a go-to for the financial advisor to bounce ideas or questions, whether it's in our specific, you know, wheelhouse or not, just the fact that an advisor would, would call you with so much on the line to get your feedback and input on how to make their situation with their client better. To me, that's, that's success. Scott, you said a couple of things, you know, and I keep hearing the word earned the partnership, right? Earning the partnership. And that, I think that's a, that's a key component of this, right? And I, James, I'm going to ask you, how do you go about doing that? Right. In your mind, what have you done over your career? I know you have a lot of partnerships across, you know, a lot of institutions. You've been able to dive deep with advisors, help them grow their business. How do you earn that partnership? And how do you look at that? Even, you know, what, when you engage an advisor for the first time in your minds, you know, in your mind's eyes, you look about, you look at how that relationship's going to unfold. Are you saying I have to, you know, I got to earn this partnership. What do you have to do or what do you see over your background and, 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 your relationships with advisors that you've had to do to earn that partnership as Scott mentioned? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, I want to think like they do, the advisor. So if, if I'm meeting an advisor for the first time, you know, and if I put myself in their position, they've got to feel comfortable to put me in front of their client. And, and if they don't, you know, the partnerships never go work because at the core you know, we are, we are point of sale life insurance wholesalers. And where we add the most value is when we can sit down with our partner advisors and their top clients and together come up with solutions. So I think they've got to know, one, that we can be trustworthy, first and foremost, that we're not going to embarrass them. We're not going to uh, lie to their clients. We're not going to stretch the truth. We're going to be completely compliant. Two, I think they, they've got to realize that we know our stuff, that we have experience, successful experience. We know the things that we do. Uh, we're, you know, we're masters in our craft. So over the years, you know, fortunately, I've been able to kind of craft that positioning statement with them. And what I do a lot of times is I use, you know, examples. I use story selling, you know. I, I, I talk about the successes we've had with other advisors like themselves. Over time, they'll, they'll hear about those successes and, and we'll get referred into them from, from other advisors, the small world that we've, we've learned for sure. And, uh, you know, that'll add a lot of credibility there. You said something that really reverberates with the way that we think as a firm, because you, you said, I want to think like they do. And, you know, that's something I, I was talking to Mike Cianci yesterday after our conversation with the group up in Maine. And one of the things that differentiates our, uh, our offering in the institutional space is that very thing, right? We want to think like the institutions that we support. We want to understand the unique challenges that they, they face, their advisors face. And even more than that, we want to communicate the way that they do. See, our industry has been forever invasive to the financial advisory community into the, you know, the FA's world. And what we want to be able to do is communicate and be palatable to the advisor's client. So what you're saying is you want to think like they do. You want to be a part of their offering. In other words, you're not this like, you know, invasive 
I always make the joke about the donut carrying wholesale, right? You, you don't want to be the guy that's walking into the into the office with a box of donuts and talk about double backflip, split dollar nonsense where they're all looking at you with their eyes glazed over. It's about, look, I really want to understand your business. I want to understand how you communicate. I want to understand how you talk. I want to understand what, I, what value I can bring, but I want to do it under the umbrella of our partnership, not like James's idea or Chad's idea as to how to, how to position these strategies. And I think that's really important for everybody to understand. I mean, what, what I would want, no matter what business we're in, is a partner that says, I want to think like you do, you know? And, uh, and so that, that I think is something everybody really needs to understand. And that leads me into, you know, some of this uh, discussion around process. And I'm going to go back to Chad here and ask Chad about how long, I know all of you guys, you have a process and it's basically the same pride. That's what part of IPA, right? Is that you guys want it to be really kind of all operating out of the same uh, premise and with the same process. So Chad, tell me about that process and really how long it took you to establish that process. So if I'm an advisor and I'm working with Chad, what process is that? And, and I think it is important too, to go just talk about the history. How, did, how long did it take you to de- refine that process? So I love how James talked about that. I love how you, you've even set that up, you know, in our world and, and the majority of our time has been, sit, been inside the wirehouses. So the donut guy or the bagel guy, coming in pitching product, you know, just simply doesn't resonate. And it's something that's very off-putting, I think, to me, not to disparage their craft, but to me, you're only as good as your product. And so coming in to the wires, you know, for a lot of us 10, 12 years ago, um, and, and figuring out how to dominate in that space, we had to separate ourselves outside of product because most in the industry you know, most financial advisors were not doing life insurance in the spaces that we were in. You know, depending on the institution, we would hear somewhere between 7 to 10% of their financial advisors were engaged in life insurance. And so, and that, and that was just doing one to two policies on a given year. So what we had to come in and do pretty quickly, and, and so what we did about 10, 12 years ago is begin to develop the process, meaning that we talk about partnership. Mike said it, Mike said it really well. You know, not everybody's going to engage in the process. They're not going to want to be a partner. You know, some people are going to be reactionary to things and that's simply just not how we work. Uh, everything that we do specific to, you know, insurance planning advisors, IPA is intentional. So we have a client identification piece that we will walk through with clients after, um, or with advisors after we've understood their practice. We, the first meeting really doesn't even, it's a non-starter until we can understand the advisor's practice. Because quite honestly, you know, we want to do we want to do a mutual interview. We want to make sure that it's the right fit. I mean, we enjoy working with the financial advisors that we work with because we're good fits. You know, if we're if everybody's everybody understands their roles and responsibilities on the team, we're both valued partners in the team. And so, as we come in and we talk, you know, partnership with these folks, that's part of the initial process. We get into the client identification piece to make sure that the client. Uh, in a practice that we're solving for solutions that we're not, you know, square peg, round hole type things. We're just trying to see if we can pitch product and, and make sales. That, that's not the goal. We lead with solutions every time that we we uh, meet with financial advisors. We talk strategy. We want the advisors to fall in love with the strategies and not necessarily even the numbers because the strategies are gonna are gonna solve for bigger problems. So, you know, once we do that, the goal and the expectation around the process becomes that the financial advisor will continue to operate as an advocate 
for their client. I never want the advisor to lose the advocate-coach relationship um, and being the primary resource. We want to come in as a specialist, as a valued team member, as a partner, but we never want to take the role of that financial advisor. I always want the financial advisor um, for her, him to be sitting across from me with the client. I want the client to look at the advisor at the end of the meeting and say, well, Mr. Advisor, Mrs. Advisor, what do you think? What, what should I do here? Uh, and then ultimately, as you know, I'm not in the room, certainly not on the virtual call right now in this space, if the advisor didn't think it was a good strategy. So then we follow up and we make sure that, that you know, that's part of the reason we partnered with Pinnacle is because of the resources that we have now behind us on the case management side of things and from a technology standpoint, the ease of doing business with the client, being able to, you know, get the, the necessary paperwork and processing exams and applications and everything that the advisor hates to do. And we make sure that they're never having to do that. Um, we don't expect advisors to do that. We don't want advisors to do that. That's not what they're what they got into the business for, we have resources on our team that will do that or we'll do it ourselves. And then uh, ultimately make sure that, you know, from the time that we take the application all the way till the advisor gets paid and the client gets the policy uh, delivered uh, and enforced. So I just, everything we do is intentional and everything that we do um, has purpose behind it. We've cut out all of the jargon. We've cut out all of the processes and things that didn't need to happen. Um, we stay up on the industry standards and, and best practices to make sure that, you know, we're not doing something that's, that's out of the norm. You know, if there are strategies out there to James's point, we understand it. So we, we better make sure part of our process that we understand what those solutions are and we get them implemented as fast as we can. I love this thought about being an advocate, right? That, that, that the advisor is an advocate for the client. I, I, you know, and this is, again, I, as, as we have these discussions, part of the cool part, for me about doing these podcasts, especially this one here is, is we're talking about things that I already knew, but we're talking about them. And it's, it's just reverberating in my mind, the, the reasons why this partnership is such a solid partnership, because what you just said that you're really in the business of, of elevating the advisor, right? You want the advisor to be the advocate. That's the same mindset we take to the institution. I say that all the time. We're not in the business of elevating Pinnacle's brand. We're in the business of elevating the brand of our partners, which is why when you see the stuff that we do and build, we do it underneath the umbrella of the branding of our institutional partners. And this is the same concept, but taking it down to the advisor level. I love the way that fits. Okay, so one of the other things I'm going to ask is about the type of advisors you enjoy working with the most. I'll, I'll start with Mike. I'm going to ask all four of you this question. It probably is going to be a lot of um, overlap here, but Mike, what type of advisors do you enjoy working with the most? I really enjoy individuals with similar personalities, right? And and I'll go back to that value piece. I want to be able to work with advisors who I can pick up the phone, ask them how they're doing, how their day is, um, how their families are. I want them to be able to understand the process that we use and, and that, uh, you know, I'm accessible, right? We're accessible to each other at, at just about all times. There's going to be times with our families, times we're with our friends, um, times we're out in the golf course together, right? But it's not just about business. It's still developing that friendship. The partner advisors I work with now, I can pick up the phone, talk to them, and we don't even have to talk business, right? Because we know in the end, it's going to come down to, you know, it's just, we, we have, we're like-minded people. And, uh, and, and those are the individuals that I want to work with. 
So what Mike is talking about is dead on, right? So we've been operating in this place of gratitude since all this craziness has started. And, you know, it's really unbelievable to think about the incredible opportunity that we have as a business and as partners. And, you know, Mike's talking about, you know, really a developing a, a deeper personal relationship with the advisors he likes to work with. And, and, and I think that's really important because life is too short, right? And that's something that I think is key. And, and it's really interesting as I look at the four of you guys and I think about how you're building the, the platform at IPA and how we're going to build this together, that each, there's really different personality types. Each of you are very different. And so to get that connection going, I think uh, with the advisors on a personal level, great. James, what about you? Talk, tell me about you, the type of advisors that you most like to work with. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to what I was saying about, um, you know, the, the position I try to put myself in with, with an advisor wanting to or, or feeling comfortable putting me in front of their client. That's the same mindset when I think about an advisor I want to partner with. And I can usually tell this in about five minutes is that do I want this advisor, would I want this advisor to manage my assets? You know, those are the advisors that I look to, to, to form a partnership with. I, I want to trust them. If I was a, you know, maybe hopefully one day I'll be a high net worth client. But if I was a high net worth client, um, would I let this guy or, or gal manage my money? So those are the advisors I want to partner with. And and like I said, I think I think that can be figured out pretty quickly, you know, just by a five to ten minute interaction. Over the years, I think we've built some really, really good partnerships with those types of advisors that we would gladly let manage our money. And in fact, I think some of our relationships developed even even beyond that into into real life friendship. And you know, those will, will obviously continue going forward. Yeah, a lot of similar threads. You know, it's it's uh, developing and creating those relationships that they're ongoing relationships that you grow together. So I'll turn it over to you, Scott. And Scott, tell us. You know, and I, again, I know there'll be some overlap, but tell me. You know, in Scott's world, what's type of advisor you most like to work? With? Honestly, Mike said it best with like-minded, and James added to it in the sense of, you know, what what I want this individual to to assist me in, in managing my money going forward. I I agree with both of those and. You know, I would just add on on to the fact that I think we all would agree that we're we're looking for proactive. You know, these are very much solutions in the marketplace for a reason. There's a time and a place to add a life insurance solution to the client's overall plan. And there there's no reason if I am going to tout myself as a trusted advisor that I'm not using every tool at my disposal. So to, to look for anyone other than someone who is either themselves going to be proactive or dare I say smart enough to engage us as a resource on their behalf to, to be proactive with their, with their clients again, on as a representative of their team and their practice, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking for. And, and, and that's why it's so important that the partnership has to be earned. And it has to be something that there is that mutual sense of accountability because there's just the clients we serve are too important not to give it 110%. It's well said. Well said. So Chad, I'll, I'll wrap up that question with you. So tell me the type of advisors you like working with the most. Certainly the ones that have their clients trust. I think it's very easy to tell when an advisor makes a recommendation, you know, how quickly their their client responds 
to that and whether or not the advisors have their trust. And it's, it, you know, part of that's being in the business, part of that's um, just living a life of integrity. Some of it's just being action-oriented and always trying to do the right thing for the client. But the advisor I absolutely cannot work with is the one that would, when, when there's a recommendation made and the client's got to go check with somebody else, whether that be, you know, anybody. And, and so we want, we want to be able to work with those advisors that have their client's trust because they've earned it just like we want to earn it. And then I always want to work with advisors that want to grow. I've, I've never met an advisor who wants to grow, who isn't looking for better solutions for their clients. And so that, that tends to lead them down a path to be creative and to be thinkers and to be willing, as Scott said, to put us on the team and to engage thoughtful people. You know, we end up working with the most successful advisors and ultimately we recognize we're one arm of a team that they've already built. They've already got a CPA. They've already got an attorney that they trust. And we come in as, as an added resource and benefit for their clients. As I capture all of this discussion, if I'm an advisor and I'm sitting out there and I hear this conversation with a group of people, a group of professionals really that are operating at the top of the industry that say they want to think like I do, right, as an advisor. They want to think like I do. They're trustworthy. They're never going to embarrass me. They know their stuff. They're proactive. They're intentional. They earn the, they're going to earn the partnership with me, that they're going to create meaningful and impactful engagements for my clients, that they're going to help me become an advocate for my clients, and they're going to help me grow. These are all the things. These are right from your mouth, guys. This is the words that you guys just spoke. And if I'm an advisor and I listen to that, I'm saying to myself, this is really, again, a great and unbelievable leverage point for our business. And the truth is that it's really impossible if people, you know, throw around terms like comprehensive and, you, you know, it's impossible to be any of those things without doing it in partnership with real true professionals that are, you know, at the, really at the heart level. And that's part of why I wanted to get through some of the discussion about kind of who you guys are, but this really boils down to the heart level of who you guys are. You really want to build these things with advisors. And I think it's just an incredible, incredible asset and resource. Many of you that are listening to this, hopefully, will have the opportunity to work with one or several of these guys over the time frame of our partnership. And, you know, we are just absolutely thrilled about uh, being able to deliver this resource to our distribution. You know, I, I'll end it real quickly, James, with what's the long-term vision here, right? IPA's long-term vision, the thought process, where you want to take this and, you, you know, and what does it look like long-term? Well, I definitely want to expand. These guys, we, we, we happen to call every every Monday morning. And they probably get tired of me always asking about, you know, who's out there that we can, you know, quote, recruit. You know, who's out there that we can we can bring on board as, as part of IPA. So I can definitely envision having, um, you know, upwards of 10 additional uh, uh, folks that are part of IPA that are out there in the marketplace and, uh, you know, our team, four of us plus 10 or whatever number that is, you know, I, I want to be the, the premier go-to strategic partner with, uh, with many of the institutions we're aligned with. I think we're there with, with a couple. We're getting there with, with a few more. Um, I want to broaden that a little bit and, and also deepen that. So you look at it and you say, for us, we want to be a, a huge part of that, James, at the Pinnacle Group. We want to help do everything we can to throw our resources behind growing that because we see that, you know, our partnership with you is a differentiator for us in the financial institution space. It's going to be an incredibly dynamic partnership for years to come. And 
and we're really, really excited about it. Guys, look, I, I can't tell you how much I, I appreciate your candor, your transparency in the discussion. I think it's terrific. Hopefully, you, the, the audience out there, the advisors that are listening to this, they understand what value that this group of people can bring to their practice. And we'll look forward to doing more of these. Maybe we'll do some one-on-one stuff. Listen, guys, this was great. I appreciate it. You guys were terrific and looking forward to many more of these conversations. Maybe we'll splinter it off through some on an individual level. We'll get into some some more meat, right? Some more detail about maybe some planning strategies, some ideas, you know, some of the things we want to get out in front of the advisory work. But anyway, thank you guys, man. It was terrific. Awesome work.